following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. I love the verse in Luke 1, 31. It says, Mary, this is to Mary, Gabriel talking to Mary. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Isn't that the most beautiful verse ever? And, and you know, the angel, he's greetings. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. It's an, you know, it's an exciting time. And Mary had a Christmas heart. You know, a Christmas heart is available to God's plans. And she was willing and she was available. She had some questions. The angel says, don't be afraid. You know, it's normal to have questions when God gives us an assignment. Has God ever given you an assignment that's bigger than your situation? Well, that's what happened to Mary. Listen here. I'm, I'm doing a, a lesson on preparing your heart for Christmas at the church next door. But tonight, we want to prepare our hearts for Christmas, don't we? I remember being in the old city of Jerusalem. We lived there, and we lived in the Armenian quarter, and it was my birthday. And my birthday is in November. Christmas is coming. And I told Doyle, I want an olive wood nativity set. And we hunted we went to all the shops in the old city. It's, it is just like you would imagine. It, the, the roads are teeny tiny, windy, musty. You know, it, it just feels like an old city. And the shopkeepers are bartering everywhere. It was so much fun. I'm trying to find an olive wood Christmas set. And it's really neat, too, because there's some spice stores. So you'll see a mountain of myrrh and a mountain of frankincense, and you're just, you're shopping for a nativity going, how can we be 2,000 years post Christ's birth, and they, you know, there's all these things right here in Jerusalem, in the heart of the city, it's just, it's such a unique thing, same thing in Bethlehem, you go to Bethlehem, and the shepherds, they're still there, (laughs) they're still in the fields, and they still have sheep, and so Israel is such a beautiful place, but anyway, I Christmas is always so special to me, and I think about how Christmas around the world is celebrated, and even in Jerusalem, the Christians from all over the world celebrate Christmas. It's, it's such a special time, and we want to prepare our heart for Christmas. And a Christmas heart is really one that cherishes Jesus, cherishes the baby, cherishes everything about who he became, how he lived his life, how he inspired us to live our lives, and the fact that he is the word of God. The fact that he now sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father. Day and night he makes intercession for us. His number one job is prayer. <laughs> how cool is that? And that, we, if we cherish him, get to know him, that's a Christmas heart. So we want to prepare for that. that I, one of the ways that I do prepare my heart is by putting out the nativity. 
I hope you have a nativity. I hope that the nativity is still central in your home because it's easy to get caught up in all the glitz and glitter, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's all wonderful and fun. But don't forget, (laughs) a Christmas heart cherishes Jesus, and that's what we want to do. So Emmanuel, that means God with us, right? And that's Jesus. He, he is God with us. And he is with us. So we want to ask him when we read the scripture to give us fresh oil, fresh perspective, especially with the Christmas story because you've heard it so many times that maybe you hear Charlie Brown in the back of your head <laughs> when you hear the Christmas story. But I want to read to you Luke 2, 8 to 20, and I want you to let him lead. And this is what I mean. I don't know if you ever read your Bible this way, but when you sit down to read your Bible, I want you to do this. I want you to say, okay, God, you lead. I'm reading, but you lead by your Holy Spirit. And what happens is the same story that you may have read 10 times or the same psalm or or Bible verse that you may have read all your life comes to life The Bible's the most incredible, alive, living book. It's the most up-to-date book. It is a sword. And if you will let the Lord lead, he will show you in this passage what is for you now. Because it's living. It's breathing. It's a living word. And so that's what I want you to do. So I'm going to read this. I didn't put this all in your notes, but it's Luke 2, 8 to 20. And I'm going to read it. And you see what jumps out to you that the Lord shows you. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things in her heart and pondered them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Okay, I don't know what God spoke to you in that passage, but it's loaded. And I thought I would unpack a few things that I noticed and see if any of them uh, stand out to you. Number one, the shepherds were keeping watch. They had a flock they were regular guys. They were, they were keeping watch. They were faithful. And I think about that, and I think about, is there something that God has asked you to keep watch over? What does he ask you to keep watch over? Have you prioritized it? Are you caring for it? It feels very much to me like this shepherd's 
became disciples. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But they, they're responsible guys, and they were keeping watch. Were they also keeping watch as to what God was doing? We know they were keeping watch over the actual sheep. But we can see in this passage they were also keeping watch. Otherwise, they might have totally missed what God was doing. So I love the shepherds because they give us so many indications of how we can live our lives. So ask yourself that question. Are you keeping watch? What has God entrusted to your care? I remember in Israel jamming into that tiny little apartment in the Armenian quarter and hosting dinner after dinner after dinner of the, for the students at our school. And Doyle and I felt, they, they very much, we didn't expect this, but when we arrived, they saw that, that he was a pastor, and they very much were looking to him as a pastor. And we were thinking in our minds, we're going as students. But no, they said, you're our pastor. And so we began to disciple the different ones that came to school and host and, and had neighbors and neighbors from uh, the old city <laughs> would come to our house. And I had one little burner and one little pot and at the foot of two twin beds literally was the refrigerator and at the foot of the refrigerator was a table for about three people. So you can, you can disciple, share Christ, keep watch over your flock without a lot of resources and without a lot uh, to be provided for you just by being intentional. And that's one of the things that we did. But I, I think about that. They were keeping watch. And then what about the angelic visitations? <laughs> Have you thought about angels lately? I mean, the angels are packed out in this story. And so I wanted to give you a few other uh, angel references and just ask yourself this question. Do you believe God could send an angel today? Do you believe that angels are still active in the earth today? And if not, why wouldn't they be? Why would you think they aren't? Let's look at a few other passages. You could jot these down. Psalm 91.11 says, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Wow. So maybe there are guardian angels. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So that's a really neat scripture, isn't it, on angels, that they come to help? <laughs> they come to help. Hebrews 13.2, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Have you ever thought, what if God tested you and someone was in your midst and you found out later it could have been an angel? How did you treat that person? And then one more, Matthew 18, 10, and this is in the Passion Translation. Be careful that you do, this is Jesus, be careful you do not corrupt one of these little ones. He's talking about, you know, not causing little ones to sin. For I can assure you, that in heaven, each of their guardian angels always sees the face of my father. That's so cool. So children have a guardian angel. Oh, <laughs> don't you love talking about angels? How fun is that? I mean, children have a guardian angel. Angels are still uh, involved in the earth today. That's what the scripture says. I love it. I love angels. They always say it said in the Christmas story, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I don't know what God's assignment is to you today. He gave Mary a really big assignment, but he gives us assignments too. Some days it's small, 
and some days they're large, but every day ask God, what is my assignment today? I'm not going to be afraid. I want to choose you. I love that about the angels. Don't be afraid. And and just to say yes to God's assignment. That's what Mary did. That's what we want to do today. Let me say a quick prayer for you. God, I thank you. We we give you our heart today. We get we want to be available and willing. We want to hear your assignments. God, we want to follow you. Help us not to be afraid. We choose to say no to fear today. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, you are listening to Simply for Women. We have a fabulous interview coming up. I hope you'll stay with us. And hey, if you want a copy of my book, A Christmas Heart, it's at my website. You can go to jennifer-jackson.org and get a copy for a donation of any amount. It says on there an amount, but if you want one, you can have one for any amount. A Christmas Heart at jennifer-jackson.org. Well, you are listening to Simply for Women. Have a merry, merry day.